Yo, what is going on? My name is Dustin. If you're new to the channel, I'm the host of the Detail Spot Podcast. And in this video, we are going to play Would You Rather, but the detailing version of it. So I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna compare two different things and I'm gonna choose which one I would rather do. Um, and as we go through, make sure to comment which one you would rather do or which one you would choose as we go through this video. So make sure to stay till the end. Uh, it should be a lot of fun and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Before we get started, if you're an auto detailer who currently owns a detailing business or is looking to start a detailing business, I wanna invite you to join the detail community. This community is gonna have all of the resources that you need to take your business to that next level so that you can start making money and so that your business can start making money. It's gonna show you click by click and step by step what to do in your business so that it really speeds up the growth so you don't have to wait years to have success in this industry. The coolest part is it is only 37 dollars a month that means for what you would pay for a bottle of tire shine you can get access to this which is going to show you how to make way more money every month so start taking your business to the next level today by joining by clicking the link in the description or you can go to thedetailcommunity.com forward slash join i cannot wait to see you inside i cannot wait to connect with you more in there and i cannot wait to see your business evolve so i just want to thank each and every one of you for for tuning in again if you're a regular listener um, and if you are a new listener make sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, leave a comment on which one which one of these things that you would rather do or which one that you would prefer to choose as we go through these and as we compare, uh, you know, different uh, scenarios. So make sure to leave a comment on which you, which one you would prefer, and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future content that comes from this channel. We talk about all things detailing related, all things on the business side of detailing, the things that really move the needle in your business so that you can start making more money. That's what we talk about all on this channel. So make sure to stay till the end. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to comment. So first thing on would you rather do is I'm going to compare. Would you rather um, have a mobile detailing business or would you rather have a shop-based business? And, and both isn't really an option here because obviously that would probably be the, the best case scenario is to have a mobile route and a shop. Um, but, you know, I would actually rather own a mobile mobile detailing business, and I'll get into that here in just a second, and you've probably heard me talk about that in, in previous videos, but I would actually rather have mobile detailing, and here's the reasons why. For one, it's way easier to get started. So if you are you know, trying to get your foot in the door, it's way easier to just start a mobile detailing business because you really don't even have to have like a, you know, any type of car payment. You can use the, the vehicle that you use on a daily basis and then kind of grow from there. So it's easier to start. Two, I think you actually get more exposure. So, you know, maybe a shop I would prefer maybe years down the road as you grow into it. Uh, but if for a growing business, I would prefer mobile because you get more exposure. You're, you're seeing new people. You're in di different neighborhoods on a regular basis. You are, you know, putting your putting yourself out there uh, for more opportunities for people to stop by. They see you detailing and uh, you can hand them business cards that way. And I also like mobile because I think it's more scalable. Um, and obviously a shop is more scalable in the sense of you can do PPF, you can do tent, you can do like more like premium type of services. 
But mobile, I think, is more scalable in the sense of if you want to take a step back, get you get yourself as the business owner out of the equation and hire employees. It's way easier to put someone in a van versus putting them in a shop to do more higher end services. Uh, mobile detailing is pretty simple. It's pretty self-explanatory. And once you get a guy, once you train a guy and kind of get him in the routine, um, you know, there's really not as many things to mess up versus putting an employee in a shop. So I would rather choose mobile over a shop. Um, and I would maybe tweak my, my, what I would rather do based on scenario, based on, you know, obviously a shop and mobile would be the preferred route just because a shop can be more comfortable. Um, but I think for the, for the average person and for the, the most all around rather, I guess I would go mobile just because I think it has more attributes, um, that could lead into being more scalable. So I would choose mobile. That was what, that's what I would rather do in terms of growing a detailing business. So the second, would you rather would be, would you rather detail an extremely muddy exterior on a truck, let's say a lifted truck even, or would I rather do an extremely dirty, uh, let's say minivan. And I would actually rather do the minivan if it's not like crazy, you know, just absolutely soiled with everything under the sun. But I would actually choose the interior. Um, and I know that probably would throw a lot of people off, but I have done so many muddy trucks. We actually had a dealership that only dealt with lifted trucks and they would come from the auction and they would just be completely trashed on the exterior. Um, and that means you have to lay under that thing and, and pressure wash the, the frame rails and get all the suspension components and it just really was not fun and it, you you leave drenched in mud there's really no other way to get all of it without actually laying on there under there and and that stuff falling on you so that kind of burnt me on doing the exteriors on extremely muddy trucks and for two it actually kind of makes me mad that like in a in a small way uh the fact that these clients you know couldn't at least knock off some of the mud before they book a detail. And I actually upcharge like crazy when it comes to extremely muddy exteriors, just because they're not fun. They're not enjoyable. I would prefer to do the interior of a really dirty vehicle versus the, the extremely muddy truck. Um, and, and that the reason being is because when those muddy trucks, you don't know what is even behind the mud, you know, it could have rotar on there. It could have concrete under that as well. And you just, you keep, you keep discovering more and more things. And, uh, it, it's just, you have to have an extra change of clothes, the interior of a vehicle. Once you get that down, you're going to see crazy results. And, uh, it's kind of satisfying to some extent. It can be, you know, time consuming. It can be, um, expensive for the client, which is good for you as well. But I would prefer to do the interior. I would actually prefer not to do either one, but I would actually lean towards the in, really dirty interior over a, you know, a, a muddy lifted truck, just because there's so many things that, you know, you could discover as you're detailing that muddy truck. I hate just getting absolutely caked in mud and water as I'm detailing them. You know, really muddy ones could take upwards to like an hour and a half, two hours just for your pre-rinse and just for your wash. And that's just not fun. So I would, I would actually rather go the direction of the really dirty interior, even though that may take eight, nine, 10 hours, sometimes two days, depending on the condition of it. But I would still prefer that over the muddy truck. Another would you rather would be, would you rather have 
Uh, competitors or just be the only detailer in your city. I would actually prefer to have competitors. Here's why. Competitors are going to actually push you to be better. If you ever notice like, you're, if you're really focusing on trying to grow online or like push your SEO or, or have a better social media, your competitors are actually making it to where you level up. Your competitors are leveling up as you are leveling up. So they make you better. And, and if you, there were no competitors, your brand, you wouldn't really take pride in your brand. You really wouldn't, uh, I mean, you would to some extent, but it just would not be to the level it is. Or, you know, constantly trying to push better customer service, trying to push better professionalism. I see a lot of times in this industry, like, oh, I hate competitors. You know, um, I I am my own competition. And, um, and, and the, the thing with competition and having competitors is this shouldn't be looked at as a toxic thing. I look at my competitors, I'm actually cordial with them. I'm friends with a lot of them. Um, for the sole fact of they know and I know, if you are a mature business person, you know and they know that you're making each other better. Like if you ever notice in sports, competition in business is the same as sports. You are, you know, when I go to the gym to play basketball with a, you know, a friend or with you people at the gym, just maybe I don't even know them, but as I'm playing ball with them, I'm competing with them. I want to be better than them. I want to try to uh, make myself better because they're pushing me. I'm trying, they're trying to score on me and I'm trying to score on them. So I'm defending them as the best I can and they're defending me the best they can. And that's, that's fun. That's enjoyable, but I don't know when it comes into business that it gets so uh, people look at it as, as in such a bad light, but it, it should be looked at as a, in a good way, just because they're pushing you to be better. You know, they may not even know who you are and you may not know who they, they are personally, but you are looking at their business and saying, oh man, they, they're doing really good right now. You know, I need to step up my game so that I can, you know, either tap into better clients or, you know, so that you don't get so overpassed within reviews or whatever the case is, but that your competitor should be looked at as someone that makes you better. And if you look at it in a mature way, um, that's the way that you should look at it as man, this person is actually making my business better. It's making my brand better. It's making me push harder. And that's a good thing. You should look at that as a positive thing, not as a bad thing. So I would rather have competitors than just be the only person. Now, obviously when in terms of money and in the sense of like the market aspect, that would be cool just because, you know, if you were the only person to create something or to do something first, um, you know, that that is going to bring more money because you're the only person doing it. And if it solves a problem for that client, then it's obviously going to be profitable. Uh, but detailing is just not that. It's never going to be, you, I mean, that, that was a far-fetched would you rather just because there's never going to be just one detailing business in one city. It's way too easy to start and, and so many people are going to get into it. Um, so you're always going to have competition. So that's just kind of a little quick tip that I kind of threw into this game um, is just look at it in a positive way. If you're into sports or if you're a competitive if you're competitive uh, by nature, look at business the same way. You know, you wouldn't want to go play basketball or play football by yourself. It's almost impossible to play football by yourself anyway. So you need someone on the other side of you to compete with you, to make you better, to push you to be better. So that's the way that you sh I that I approach uh, competitors in business. Obviously, when I first got into this trade, um, you know, in just kind of an immature mentality, 
uh, would look at it in, in a bad way and it would kind of get a hold of me, get a hold of my emotions a little bit too much. And then when I started comparing it to like sports, it, it actually, it makes you, it made me better. Um, and it could do the same for you if you look at it in the same way. So I would rather have competitors than have zero competitors. So the last would you rather is, and we may throw one more in after this, but the last would you rather would be, do I prefer a dual action or do would I rather have a, a rotary? And I act, and I know how to use a rotary. I've used it for years and actually kind of before like Roops really started to, um, I learned on a rotary first and that was before Roops really kind of came out with this groundbreaking, you know, dual action polisher that you really, it, I'm not going to say you can't burn paint, but it's really hard to burn paint just the way that the pad kind of rotates or the backing plate kind of rotates. It throws in different directions as it spins, whereas a rotary is just spinning and it heats up in one area super fast. You can get a lot of jobs done with the rotary way quick, way quicker um, just because it's heating up the panels way faster. So you're actually cutting faster. Um, but I would actually prefer a dual action over a rotary now. And, and there are rare circumstances where I would still use a rotary, like really hammered paint. Um, and, and it's all down to circumstance, but I would prefer a dual action for the sole fact of it's easier to train on. So if you are the owner and you're using a, a rotary nonstop um, and you're trying to scale and you're trying to have employees in the future, it's gonna be hard to transition from that polisher to you know that buffer to the other one and then train that person on one that you don't use on a regular basis. You're gonna wanna train them on the way that you've built your business and the way that you get results and that would be with a rotary. It's gonna be way harder to train someone who's never detailed before with a rotary. So I've actually went almost 100% to dual action and I would rather use that than a rotary. And you can still, you know, get crazy good results. You can still cut with a dual action. You can still refine everything out with a dual action. Um, I just think it's way easier to just stick with one polisher versus, you know, going between a rotary then to the dual action. Like I said, there are cer some circumstances where I do pull out the rotary, um, but it's not often. I would prefer to use a dual action now. Uh, and like I said, that the dual act or the rotary was what I learned on um, when I worked for somebody at a shop, small shop. He only used a rotary, and um, that's what we learned on. And that's that was the first buffer I've ever used. But I would prefer a dual action. I think technology is kind of going that way, and as technology gets better. Um, you know, results get, get, you get better results sometimes quicker and it's easier to train on. Um, so like I said, I would prefer dual action for that sole reason of if I'm training guys, it's way easier to just say, you can almost train someone how to use a dual action in a, in a week, really. Um, so I would prefer dual action over rotary. So the last would you rather would be, would I rather if it's a vehicle coming in or if it's a vehicle that we're doing that is, um, you know, needs one stage of polishing, something to greatly improve it with no coating going on after it. So that's kind of the key thing there is no coating going on after. Would I rather use a glaze type of all-in-one polish or would I rather use just a true polish, something that doesn't have fillers in it, something that doesn't have any type of uh, polymers in it that's gonna kind of hide things I would rather use the true polish and I have used products like 3d speed. It's a great product. You're going to get great results and it actually does cut a lot and it actually does remove a lot of defects without filling them in and that filler that it has in it will make it look crazy glossy. And it, it's, it, that is a great product. And I'm not bashing that at all and that we used to use that, that product all the time. So any type of glaze, if you want to use that in your arsenal, 
recommend it. I do recommend you can use that. Um, it's going to get people that don't have the budget for a full paint correction, good results, give them a, a small amount of protection. Um, the only reason that I would say I would rather go with the true polish is this just because I don't like to have multiple different polishes. I like to have the bare minimum in my arsenal. It gets less confusing when you're training guys. It makes it to where you know what you're going to use and that, that product you can use on almost every type of vehicle. So I would go with a true type of polish, whatever the one you recommend it, whatever polish you recommend. I uh, actually did a video on this and I'll put it at the end of this video or I'll put it in the uh, link in the description on my favorite polishes, my favorite compounds. But I try to keep it as simple as possible. I don't like to have multiple different things laying around. I've done that before and it just kind of gets overwhelming for if you're training new guys. And um, so I would go with the true polish just because you can use it on a car that's getting coated or not getting coated. And a lot of times the polish that I use, um, and, and check out that video, it's, it's the, the product that we use is phenomenal on almost every vehicle. It's gonna, you know, cut and remove most defects on hard, clear, soft, clear, or anything in between. So it's a really versatile polish um, and it doesn't have any filler. So we use that on a car that's either getting coated or not getting coated. And it just keeps it simpler. But if you do like using a glaze or, or something that, you know, puts off a lot of gloss, but it does fill in a lot of the uh, defects with like fillers, then I, you can use that as well. It's great for uh, clients that don't have the budget for a paint correction or something, you know, more extensive. So, but I would rather use something that's just a true polish, something that is, um, you know, can be used on a vehicle that's getting coated or not getting coated. Because if you did not know, if you're new to like coatings, you can't use any type of glaze, wax, or anything that has polymers in it when you're going to apply a coating on top of it because that that's that's like greasy stuff and um, it's gonna remove, so like a true polish is gonna remove defects whereas uh, things with like a filler may remove some of them but it's gonna hide a lot of those things with that grease, that filler, that polymer that's in it and you don't want that because you have to surface prep after using a polish and then apply the coating. So once you surface prep something that has like a glaze, a polymer, a filler, whatever you want to call it, um, that once you surface prep, that's going to remove all of that. And you don't want that when you're applying a coating. So that would be the reason that I would or I would prefer to use a, a true polish over something with a filler in it. So that is it for this episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. Before I forget, I do want to give a shout out. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing this super cool hat. Uh, my buddy Kyle at the works auto detail in Alabama sent it to me. So shout out to you, Kyle. And again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode, everyone who tuned into this video. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough. It is much appreciated. And if you are new to the channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future content that comes from the channel. And let me know in the comments, which things you would have picked or which things you would have rather done. Uh, let me know in the comments. I do want to know. And again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in and I will catch you on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast.